Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's Friday, February the 2nd. And your Ben Jarofsky show starts now. On today's show, it's Oh What a Week, so Ben talks the top stories of the week, this time with none other than Pat Whalen. The Ben Jarofsky Show, a presentation of the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. If you want to know what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink, if you've got questions about politics, if you've got questions about what's on Ben Jarofsky's reading list, you just need to check out chicagoreader.com because it's all right there for you. And if you want more Ben Jarofsky, head to chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. I'll spell it for you. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. It's... We're calling this, oh, what a week, because it is, oh, what a week. But also, I'm calling it, oh, what a clerk's website. Patrick J. Whalen is standing by, ready to join us. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, there is no J in his name. I don't know why I put the J in his name. I just do. The great comedian, Pat Whalen. It stands for Jarofsky. <laughs> the great impresario, Pat Whalen. It stands for Jarofsky. The man, the myth, the legend, Pat Whalen. Yes, he's coming on the show in a little bit. So much to discuss today and i'm going to talk about something that nobody in the city of chicago is talking about because that's how we roll on the ben jarofsky show okay <laughs> we handle the topics that no one's talking about uh so a shout out to chris a uh, listener chris i know you want me to talk about uh Greg Mitchell and the unwelcome outburst uh from the sun times but i'll probably get to that next week uh chris uh, but uh anyway all right this is on my mind. It's been on my mind for like forever. And so I'm just going to unburden myself and uh, Patrick J. Whalen and the rest of you out there <laughs> stands for Jarofsky. All the rest of you out there that just have to put up with me. So we're supposed to live in a city that has a heartfelt appreciation for transparency. Every single mayor who's been elected since Daily Laugh. Daily made it clear i don't care about transparency i'm the mayor and the people in the city of chicago pat whalen bought into that they're like whatever you want to do mayor daly is fine with us you don't have to show us the details we don't care we're going to elect you or you want to sell the parking meters which are valued at 10 billion for 1 billion knock yourself out okay there was not a shred of documentation make dumpkey and i look all right we looked there was nothing, no study, no report, no analysis. The alderman voted for it overwhelmingly anyway. And that's when, you know, Chicagoans woke up, oh, my God. <laughs> they saw, By the way, to this day, Chicagoans, you guys don't care that you took an asset worth uh, $10 billion and sold it for $1 billion. You're only mad because your rates went up. That's the only thing you care about. So nobody cares about transparency, but everybody says they do. And this is my long windup for my frustration. With the city clerk's website. <laughs> okay, can I just tell you that? So we just had this debate in the city of Chicago city council vote. We talked about it a lot on the show yesterday. And we're going to be talking about it later today with Ramana Hussein uh, on the resolution regarding a ceasefire in Gaza, which ultimately passed uh, 24 to 23 was the vote. The tiebreaker cast by Brandon Johnson, Mayor Johnson. Now, point is. I wanted to read the resolution. I thought that was a good idea. You know, I mean, all these There's reporters your first are writing problem. about it. <laughs> it's like, right, right, Patrick J. Whale, all these reporters are writing about it. You would think they have a link to the resolution in any article. I challenge you, show me the link in an article about the resolution to the resolution. Why was there no link? Because I don't think those reporters could find the resolution any more than I could. 
And I diligently searched, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I spent at least 10 minutes of my life. They go, Ben, 10 minutes, big deal. Hey, man, I'm old. I don't have a lot of minutes left. 10 minutes is a big (laughs) That's a big commitment, all right? Okay, it's true. I did spend 20 minutes watching old Richard Pryor clips last night. That's true. But I I think we would all agree with me that Richard Pryor is far more interesting. Even though I've seen these clips, each one about 20 times. And I'm not going to talk about my Rodney Dangerfield deep dive from Tuesday. Oh, my God. Rodney Dangerfield is funnier and funnier with time. There, I said it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I love Rodney Dangerfield. Anyway, yeah. So not everything I do is a precious use of time. But I consider 10 minutes searching for the resolution on the website to be a waste of time, particularly since it's maddening. So dumb me. This is how... I admit I am naive, even at this my ancient age. I thought, oh, when the city that claims to love transparency so much, all I have to go do is go to the clerk's website, go to the homepage. They'll have (laughs) right there on the front page a link to the most talked about topic in the city of Chicago, the ceasefire resolution. Hey, Chicagoans, if you want to know what's at issue, what's at stake, just click here and you can read the resolution. No, no, no. As Dikembe Mutombo would say as he rejected my shot. No, no, no. So I spent 10 minutes looking at this agenda and that agenda. And finally, I raised the white flag and I called a certain woman named Joanna. I'm not going to name her name because she probably doesn't want me to tell her name. But. I think you can all figure out long-time listeners. And I went to her because she's very involved in this issue. So, of course, she made fun of me for being a baby boomer. That's the only thing in the city of Chicago. That's so Chicago. What they do is they blame the victim in Chicago. So, if any, first of all, everybody likes the clerk, Anna Valencia. That's the other thing I know. Ugh, I really like Anna Valencia. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what? Seriously, folks. I don't care. She's a lot of fun, Ben. Okay, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you, man. What does that got to do with it? That's Chicago. Well, you don't really know. That's like in the like in the Dave's um, defense, the Romana's defense of John Cass. Ben, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, but he's the weirdest dude in the world. You ever read his dribble? God, damn. I know Ben, but he's a really nice guy. Oh God, where was I? All right, anyway. So uh, that first she said, oh, how great Diana Valencia is. Then starts telling me, oh, Ben, you're an old baby boomer. You don't know anything. And then she sent it to me. Thank you. And then it turns out there's like a secret code that you have to know to find it. As Patrick J. Whalen said, you have to like know the secret handshake. So it's like, oh, nobody would know that. And then Joanna admitted so then I was telling Ramon about it. Of course, she made fun of me. Oh, Ben, you're an old baby boomer, blah, blah, blah. Then it turns out she couldn't find it either. So she turned to her husband, Mick Dumpke, who, like, is the genius of this stuff, okay? He, I mean, he's a Gen Xer, but he actually is kind of millennialistic in how he, his understanding of computers. Took him 15 minutes to find it, okay? He lost 15 minutes of his life which he could have been better spent listening to old George Clinton albums, which is generally what he's doing at night and watching the Boston Celtics get trounced by the Los Angeles Lakers. Boston Celtics sucked. Hey, Jason Tatum's overrated. Anyway, sorry about that last riff. So listen, city of Chicago, if you're serious about transparency, clerk Valencia, if you're serious about transparency, make things transparent. Put it on the website. Most important issue that everyone's talking about. If you want to understand what's at stake, click here to read the document. Otherwise, everybody's opining about a document they haven't read. Including many aldermen probably didn't read the document. Which is my transition to Patrick, not Jay, Jay Whalen. Welcome back, young man. Thank you for having me, Ben. Uh, I'm really sorry about your 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 issue here. I really I like millennialistic, though. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. millennialistic. 
millennialistic. Yes, very. Mick Dumkey is very millennialistic in his approach to computers. Man, there's no problem. Back well, in the old days, when we were a tag team, he was the only guy who could like do the number thing. You know, remember what was that called? Where uh, <laughs> <laughs> number thing. The number thing. Uh, use the phone? Is that no. <laughs> you could put all the Like, I would be multiple. I would be taking those skills I sharpened as a young scholar of algebra at Evanston High School. Yeah, I took algebra. Okay, and I passed it. Okay, Pat. Uh, what, a spreadsheet. Remember Excel? the old... What's that? Excel? Yes. Mick would know Excel. And he would get really irritated as he had to explain it to me over... Okay, Ben, one last time. <laughs> the num- the numbers thing. <laughs> you know what it is. Thing. You do you ever use one of those things? You know, you put the number in and I well, I mean I yeah, it's just a list though. You know, it's just like a list with cells, you know, but people can do all types of crazy stuff with those things. I don't know anything about that. No, Mick would do oh my god. He would like he would he was he, he was like a genius. Leave him alone. He's doing his Excel stuff. Don't talk to Dumkey. He's really busy with his Excel stuff. He's, he's mean, a Microsoft Excel guy. I'm, I'm more of a Microsoft Paint guy myself. So that's that's my that's my bag. Yeah. While he was doing that, by the way, I was looking up basketball scores on my phone. Hold on, Mick. Got to see who won last night's game. All right. Uh, so um, <laughs> I'm going to first of all, hold on. Let me just turn the heat off. Um. I uh, I was able to find the resolution, Ben. Oh my! How long did it take you? I would say it took me less than five minutes. Well, okay, that's pr- okay. Now, in my defense, which is going to be a feeble defense, uh, was it part of the uh, agenda of of the published city council meeting? That is how I found the bill number. Yes, I I see. I see. This is called a cross-examination, ladies and gentlemen. And the witness is squirming on the stand, and he just wipes some sweat off. Uh, and the jury is looking at him with quizzical looks. Um, so, in other words, you found it after the fact, when it was worthless to have have it in your hand because you wouldn't be able to judge the matter before the vote. Is that correct? It is not correct because the agenda is published before the meeting. Wait, we, oh God, this is the cross examination. It's not going the way I wanted it to. Uh, Your Honor, let me look at my notes. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that it was the pre meeting agenda that you saw, or was it the post meeting business that you saw? It was uh, the post meeting or pre pre meeting agenda. And you saw it listed there. I saw it listed there. It was what it was is, is the rule 45 uh, coming from committee. Please welcome to the stage uh, the UN ceasefire resolution. That's what it was. <laughs> and it had the bill number on it. And then I took that bill number and I ran it through ELMS uh, and searched out the bill and found it. Now, I will say, Ben, that there were two versions of that uh, bill when I arrived at the bill page. And they were not dated. So one was uh, longer than the other. But I don't know if that the shorter version was uh, what they went with because a piece of it got cut or if they added something on. So while I did see it and find the language, I don't know which of the two bills I found is the actual one they voted on. So I see. I think you win on a technicality, my friend. <laughs> All right. I mean- so, uh, okay, I went on a technicality because essentially uh, what you found was ultimately worthless in trying to ascertain what they voted for. And if you had, like, were doing, oh, my God, God forbid you were doing a story on it and you quoted the wrong bill, then they'd be like, that you don't know what you're doing. You quoted the wrong bill. Uh, so... Having experience, which you expand, let me just say it took less than five minutes, which means it probably took four minutes and 39 cent- seconds of his precious life that he could have been spent l- watching Sam Morell uh, comedy bits. Okay. I, I literally got into a YouTube rabbit hole after you sent me that earlier. I was just watching Sam Morell rip people <laughs> apart in the audience. Fantastic. Oh, I, I've been mispronouncing the man's name for all these years. It's Morell, not Morell. Morell? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I've never <laughs> met the man. He is a comedian, ladies and gentlemen, whose one of his specialties is dealing with hecklers. 
uh, and not and not even hecklers, just like dealing with people sitting in the audience and being really nasty. <laughs> to them. And I don't know why I like them so much, but I do. All right. So would you would you say that um, the clerk's website is helpful to an inquiring citizen who wants to stay up up on the news and understand the issues uh, that are at stake in the city council? Or is it virtually worthless? Go. Knowing what the issues are, I think there are there are better ways to do that. Twitter uh, than uh, than looking through the clerk's website itself. I don't want to bring up a sore subject here, but uh, there are platforms uh, on, on social media, if you will, that have been uh, helpful to me as a tool uh, to keep track of, you know, what what's uh, going on. But, um, you know, I, I got to admit, um, I'm I wouldn't say it's cheating, but I do in my Instagram stories every day. Uh, post uh, the committee report, which I call it because it's very clever. And I list what the committees will be in the next 24 hours and what time they start. And so I'm very, I'm very familiar with the clerk's website and, uh, and finding out, you know, what, what you need to see and, and, and how, how to use it. So I, I don't know if that's cheating per se, but I, I, I am um, proficient, if you will, more All so right. than Excel. Okay. Uh, so that's really underscores my point. It's like a special language that uh, you have to study. It's like pig Latin. Okay. Now I think pig Latin is easier to learn than the clerks, the secret language that governs the clerk's website. Uh, and I would submit to you that if I took 100 ordinary citizens from the city of Chicago and sat them down at a computer on Tuesday afternoon, or Wednesday morning, right before the city council meeting, and said, ordinary citizen, find the resolution so we can read it, decide how we uh, feel about it. I would say 98 of them would not be able to find it within five minutes. Within five minutes? I would say that's probably true. Um, Strike the word probably. There is, there is... Uh, a search function, you know, there's, there's the, did you use like the search function, the window? Yeah. I, oh, here's what, here's a radical thing. Oh no, Ben is too dumb to know what a search function is. <laughs> you said it took you 20 minutes. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you're going, hey, Alexa, show me the seats by our resolution. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Alexa. I don't even have Alexa. That is the other thing, if I may, okay? As long as we're going down this road. Like guys, I'm, I may have done this. You're in a car, you're driving somewhere, you're like, you want to look up a statistic, you know, like usually a sports statistic, like how many three point shots did Steph Curry hit last night? You know, so all you got to do, you could either go to the score, uh, you get off of ESPN or the guys will go, Alexa, show me last night's box score. And of course, Alexa can't hear it because you're in a car driving and they'll give you the wrong thing. And then they... This is a, like they'll be hitting their head against the wall. No, I want Alexa to work. I want Alexa to do it. <laughs> um, all right, wait. So, um, uh, okay. Well, I I feel as though we have a transparency issue in the city of Chicago. And uh, by the way, the, the idea that I have to go to Twitter to find what I'm paying the city clerk's office to provide as a service, as a taxpayer. Oh, what a great solution that is. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. You're there, what a hell of a solution. Then forget the the taxpayer subsidized website that the city clerk provides. Go to the thing that Elon Musk is running. Oh, a heck of a job Elon's been doing lately. He knows he knows he knows what he's doing. Yeah, speaking of stories that we haven't talked about, the fifty-eight billion dollars that he got the uh, board of I don't you know Tesla to essentially uh, guarantee him. That's a whole other story that I would love to talk about sometime, but we're not going to talk about now. All right, let me ask you this. It seems like I wasn't the only one having difficulties obtaining the uh, uh, resolution on the Gaza ceasefire. It turns out that our favorite alderman, one Nicholas Spazzato, (laughs) (laughs) of the 39th Ward, also had trouble getting the uh, oh. uh was it wait did i get the wrong ward nick i apologize is he the 39th ward gotta look it up 
I, I, I think he belongs to the whole city. You know, I think we all we all have a piece of Nick Spizzato in our heart as Chicagoans. So I don't I don't uh, I don't pigeonhole him as, as just being the alder of one ward. You know, it's like the rat hole. You know, he belongs to all of us. The rat hole. Is that thing still there? Yeah, man. Uh, the, I know you're talking 38th. I apologize, Nick. I, I just looked it up. 38th. Uh, Sam Nugent is the 39th. I humbly apologize. All right. Um, so uh, Nick had trouble. And uh, since you're our resident expert on all things Nick Spazzato, uh, why don't you explain what happened? Uh, when Nick uh, raised his hand and was uh, recognized uh, and allowed to speak on this issue, go ahead. Uh, you know, Nick is, uh, he's, uh, Alderman Spazzato is uh, my, my dear friend, is, um, he always picks up the phone when I call, so I appreciate that. Um, you know, he uh, he is he is truly the everyman because uh, I, I could relate to the fact that he uh, he raised his hand and was recognized by Mayor Johnson and was like, well, you know, I I haven't seen the thing. You know, they handed it to me this morning and I I haven't read the thing. So I don't know. And, and Mayor Johnson's like, check your email, man. He literally is like, just check your email, man. And 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 Nick goes, oh, well, I, I apologize. I got to, it was sent to me yesterday in my email. Shame on me for not checking my email every five minutes. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking. That's my alderman, baby. I, too, have been chastised for something I was emailed the day before but did not know about. He is truly the everyman. You know, it's uh, really and great. by the way, did anybody at that point, uh, be it uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson or City Clerk uh, Valencia or, uh, I don't know, uh, Danny LaSpada, who is sponsoring the bill, or Rosanna Rodriguez, who's co-sponsoring the bill. Did any of them at that point go, uh, Alderman Spazzato, all you have to do is go to the clerk's website, and it'll only take you five minutes. <laughs> Did anybody say that? Uh, just all you got to do is know the secret handshake. that hurt you like a kitty cat. <laughs> and it's going to work for you. Did anybody say that? No, I, you know, the, the hardest part of watching uh, council and committee meetings is that anything off mic is basically not picked up. Uh, but I was shouting it at my screen. I was shouting that all of my Nick, it just takes five minutes. <laughs> just go you to the website. Minutes, don't like you? Uh, city of Chicago. I use, actually, use, I, use your knife, Nick. <laughs> and then he still had an opinion about it. I, I got to give him credit. The man. Hadn't read it, but he, like I think most of the people in the city of Chicago hadn't read it, but they had opinions about it. So many people have weighed in on this resolution, and I would get, venture that 99% of them haven't read it. And they don't even have the excuse that they can't get to the website. They didn't even bother reading it. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm with you. I actually, you know, I was trying to fi figure out what, uh, what what the the issue was with it? I just I just feel like everyone that you talk to has a different idea of what ceasefire should mean and like what what's going to define it, you know? Because uh, Israel did offer a, a ceasefire package of something like it's a cable subscription or something, but they did offer a deal and Hamas didn't take it. And I was trying to figure out why, like, what's the sticking point? Um, yeah, I think it means different things to different people, but I got uh, a chief of staff of an alder who was a no on the phone and I, I got past the front desk because I was like, I am not calling to tell them to vote. I'm literally calling to understand what, what, what's the reasoning behind the vote right now. Um, and it, it was basically that, well, it doesn't say anything about the hostages. And I hung up and then when I looked it up, but that wasn't true. It, it did say that. So I, it, it is it is frustrating. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it, I also think it was a moving target. And I know that there was a lot of negotiating uh, going on behind the scenes. But I think just there were some folks that were going to be no's no matter what. You know, it's just the idea of it doesn't matter what it says. Yeah. So that was that was a that was one for the ages. That was yeah, one for the was, ages. I would venture that some of the uh, no's in the city council. And I'm um, I'm. This is sheer conjecture on my part. I do not know this for a fact. So I, I'm not even sure why I'm going to say it. Oh, wait, it's my podcast. I get to say anything pretty much. Uh, so, it, Like I always say about the Chicago City Council, which, which the first thing you need to know about the Chicago City Council, it's very similar to your high school cafeteria. Uh, and 
it's like divided into different cliques and this alderman doesn't like that alderman and this alderman doesn't like that alderman etc and so forth and that's just the way it's going to be uh and really there's nothing you can do to convince them otherwise so i wouldn't be surprised if many of those no votes were just like i don't like rosanna rodriguez and that's all there is to it and i'm not voting for anything she wants uh, as opposed to having read, have you read the resolution? No, I can't find it on the website. <laughs> what resolution? <laughs> right resolution. All right. Uh, I'm as I said, I'm going to have uh, a deeper dive on this with uh, Ramana Hussein. I urge everybody to check that out, uh, and you can hear my conversation about the, the merits of the resolution, uh, as opposed to my rants about the. Uh, the city clerk's website uh, with the interview I did yesterday with Alderwoman Lenny Mana Hoppenworth. That was a good one. Yes. Thank you. Lenny did a great job. All right. Uh, let's see. What's next on my list to discuss with you? I want to discuss with you your solidarity for the Chicago Tribune uh, writers and uh, editorial workers who were on strike yesterday, a one day strike. You actually went uh, there. Uh, at odds with Alden, uh, the hedge fund that owns the Tribune, and as they're doing with almost every property they buy, every newspaper they buy, they squeeze it. <laughs> Capitalism at work, ladies and gentlemen. It's our special effects, squeezing every little nickel they can and uh, just destroying news. And God, what a somber world it is. Uh, but you went to uh, their one-day picket. Is that correct, young man? I did. I did, Ben. But, you know, I, I, I goofed because I went to Tribune Tower and I went, oh, wait, they sold this and made a bunch of luxury apartments out of it. It was silly me. So I forgot that that's, that's not where they would be. Right. So I, I finally went over and I know you're describing it as solidarity, but in actuality, I I drove. I saw I saw my good friend, Greg Pratt, your friend and mine. And I, I rolled down my window and went, hey, Pratt, here's a scoop. Get a job. You bum. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I I went and uh, I I met the the famous Ray Long, and I I did go just to like you know just to, just to say hello. I, I I got there towards the end, um, and uh, I got there as quick as I could, and I was in between stuff. But you know, I just thought it was important to go over there and just say hey, you know, keep keep on keeping on because I mean you're right, man. I mean good journalism is in short supply, and, and Chicago yeah. is a, a very lucky place. We have a lot of awesome journalists here, but you know it's it's tentative you know it's not permanent it's something that you gotta you gotta really show support about so um obviously i wasn't clicking on any chicago tribune links yesterday and i wanted to uh but i didn't um and so um the the, the click it line uh remained uh unbroken i did not scab and uh, it was a beautiful day you know it was a really nice nice day for uh for a strike so it was nice to go over there and show them some support so wait, where where was it? It was at uh, the printing plant. Yeah. Yep. Um, on Grand there, I think eight eighty Grand. I think. Yeah, it was at the print uh, printing plant, which is roughly um, uh, Halstead and uh, the uh, Grand. Or I think that's where it was. I don't know. Here I am. Boy, I should have done my pre-show research, but I couldn't find it on the website. Uh, and well, it's uh, not and, a Tribune Tower. I'll tell you that much. No, it wasn't a Tribune Tower. Yeah, it is a joke. It is. Uh, 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 man, I don't know. Sad statement on everything about journalism in Chicago. Uh, so yes, the uh, the Tribune, which had that uh, glorious old building, uh, I used to have such mixed feelings about going in there, uh, Pat, because I've always, as you know, I've had my struggles with Chicago Tribune, just going back to when I was a little kid in the '60s, young lad in Evanston, and uh, I just, oh, my family, we just left these. We couldn't stand the Tribune, and they were always at the, the wrong end of every issue, and they were just. They were for the worst parts of Mayor Daley, old man Mayor Daley, but they hated Democrats, but they embraced him. Like when he said, shoot to kill. Yeah, we love it. And they were cheering on Ed Hanrahan when he killed the Black Panthers, or not him, but his police under him. And so it's like every wrong issue you could be, every you could take, they took. So I always hated him. Uh, but then anyway, you go into that old building and they would have like, carved in the stone all these principles about the importance of journalism and the free press. I'm like, if we have a free press, why are you wasting it on this drivel that you that you were just like spoon feeding into the minds and mouths of Chicagoans? So I've had mixed feelings about the Tribune, as you could tell. I'm with you, man. It's pretty, pretty wild that like now one of those quotes is like someone's someone's backsplash you know what i mean it's like some dude's like 
brushing his teeth in front of one of the pillars of society. You know what I mean? Like these hallowed halls are now just like, you know, for, for soirees and nightcaps and things of that nature. Yeah. Have you have you been in there since the Tribune was evicted? The paper no, was evicted? but they got my picture behind the desk, so they know just to get the help. Waylon, no, not today. I'm not in the mood today. That's constantly what it is. Uh, I've I've been by it because I love uh, I love those landmarks from all over the world that are embedded into stone, you know, around the yeah. corner. Um, it's an excellent building. It's beautiful. I was there last night, actually. And you were at the Tribune Tower last night? I was outside, yeah. I walked by it. Uh, and I'm just wondering if they kept the uh, inscriptions. You know, not, pretty, not good. pretty sure they did. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the other blasphemy in this front is where my uh, beloved Sun-Times, and before that, my beloved Chicago Daily News, uh, used to be uh, on Wabash and the river. And that, of course, is where Trump Tower is right now. So, I mean, you talk about a devolution of Chicago. We've gone from the bastion of an enlightened citizenry who read their newspapers delivered every day uh, to a tower that pays tribute to Donald Trump. Wow, that that is a devolution, young man. Uh, and they pay less in property taxes than they should, thanks to Ed Burke, thought I'd bring that one up, uh, who won them a property tax break. Uh, so yeah, we all support uh, uh, the Tribune and rock and roll, uh, Greg Pratt, Mr. Busy, as we call him in the band. I'm busy, Ben. Uh, that's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> So got uh, that, what's that? Got that book. Yeah, that book's coming out. He's going to do a talk at at uh, what is it? Pilsen Pilsen Books or something with the with Mihalopoulos. Yeah, it's going to be a fast talk because he's a busy guy. Okay, hey, yeah. you know, I can get fifteen yeah. for this talk. I'm going to talk really fast. Just kidding, Greg. I love you. Um, all right, Taylor Swift. This I am obsessed uh, with the Taylor Swift controversy. I cannot stop talking about it. I pretty much talk about it with everyone I meet. And then I ask, are there updates on this? Because Taylor Swift is lying low. Uh, as most of you know, and you, if you listen to this show, you know, because I talk about it endlessly. Uh, Taylor Swift, the immensely popular singer uh, who has hundreds of millions of followers on her various social media platforms, uh, is dating uh, Travis Kelsey, who is the starting tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, MAGA has lost its mind uh, over this fact. Uh, and I just think it's so indicative of everything in the universe uh, that MAGA has lost its mind about this and is trying to somehow or other convince uh, its followers that there's this diabolical plot in the world that uh, is working to undermine their political movement and steal democracy as we know it, even though the only person who tried to steal democracy was, of course, MAGA and Donald John Trump. Uh, but uh, th their, their latest theory is that somehow or other, the NFL, Taylor Swift, and Joe Biden are, have combined a behind-the-scenes agreement to use the Super Bowl as a platform to advance Joe Biden. It's utter lunacy and madness uh, and uh, I really am almost speechless uh, at this, Patrick. Take it away. You you must have some deep thoughts about this. Go ahead. I I I don't know what you're seeing um, about um, what 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 do they think is going to happen exactly? Like she's going to come out at at halftime and be like, "Vote blue, no matter who." Like what what what? Are they? I mean, everyone knows. Roger Goodell just cannot. He he loves politicizing the game. He just loves. He says, "Give me more <laughs> politics in the game." I love it. He loves that stuff. He can't let it go. Oh my God, Roger! Enough, man. It's messing with the money, bro. You're you're gonna plan to fumble the bag here. But I just don't. I don't understand. Like, is it? Do they want her to like start wearing a, a MAGA hat? Like, what? What? What do they think is going to happen? Seriously, like, are you seeing that like this will this will take some sort of shape? I think what they want to do. Well, first of all, a lot of it. I read an article. I can't remember where, uh, but I thought it was a pretty on-target analysis, uh, and that is uh, that uh, a lot of this rhetoric is are, is coming from MAGA talking heads on TV 
uh, and, and MAGA influencers on the internet who are like in this, their own little competition. They're like, who sees, gets the most hits, who gets the most clicks, who could be the most provocative uh, and win over the most supporters uh, because they have like, they want to be MAGA man or woman of the year. Uh, and uh, who can win, like influence Donald Trump so that he'll start repeating their rhetoric and retweeting it. So part of it is 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 just self promotion. Um, yeah, that that was that was my suspicion is that um, that against all their better judgment, it feels like maybe there are some elements on the right who are not being good faith uh, participants in in our uh, in our civic discourse, uh, and and this just feels like a a classic tactic uh, from the right. A good friend of mine sent me a YouTube video that, that that talked all about this, which is basically, you know, two talking heads are on TV. And instead of, you know, arguing the point, the red one just all of a sudden throws out a million little arguments that then if, if the other one does not address each and every one, then the entire thing is disregarded, right? And it's just, it's a tactic. It's just a tactic of, of gumming up the works, basically. Sand in the gears, you know? And I think this is, just a, another example of that, where they, what they want is for uh, Taylor, you know, their fantasy is that Taylor Swift will say, uh, I'm, I'm voting for Trump, you know? And so just to insist, 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 insist that she's going to support Biden or she's backing Biden or this and that, it forces her to be in a position of, well, you're going to have to address this eventually. And of course, that's not true. She doesn't have to. And I suspect she won't. Um, but uh, because just like Roger, she doesn't want to fumble the bag. Um, and, uh, you know, where Kelsey stands on all this, I mean, you know, they, they, I've seen that picture where he's got the bandaid, you know, cause he got the vaccine and it's like, oh, well then he's clearly, you know, <laughs> vaccines are, that's very political. You know, it's like, I, I got a flu shot. So that means I'm libertarian or, so, you know, I got, I missed my rabies shot. So I'm libertarian. Maybe that's more of the, the speed of that one, but yeah, it's, it's just the dumbest thing in the world. And if the Super Bowl couldn't get any dumber. They have succeeded in making it just the, the most silly thing. I got to ask, Ben, did you see that the uh, the Japanese embassy to the United States released a statement? Because she's coming from Tokyo, of course. She'll be getting on a plane. She's on she's on tour. She'll be in Tokyo. So she's going to have to finish her show, get to the airport, get on a plane, fly home. And that's the only way she's going to make the Super Bowl in time. And so the uh, Japanese embassy to the United States released a statement that had a lot of clever wordplay about her songs, which I just think is so uh, cool <laughs> and um, very cool thing. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't have any proof, Ben, but this has Rom's fingerprints all over it. I'm just saying I, he was involved somehow. I cannot prove it right now, but I guarantee he had a hand in this or a finger, uh, perhaps. God, Mayor Rom or Ambassador Rom. I did not see that uh, item about her. I'm a little uh, embarrassed to say that you've out-tailored me uh, on this. It just came out a couple hours ago on a platform that will remain <laughs> nameless. The man loves Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. As I mentioned the last time I was on the show, we uh, had a, a wonderful breakfast. We dined at Early Morning Delight, uh, and Pat proudly displayed uh, his Twitter feed and showed me how Twitter worked. He, the guy was beaming. Like it was his child. Like he was Elon Musk. He invented it. He was so happy. And I've I've stopped trying to convince Twitter people that it's a waste of time to follow Twitter. It's like they got their thing. I got mine. I'm watching Rodney Dangerfield. You know, they do Twitter. Okay. We each got have our own things. My wife, uh, my wife told me to come over. She said there's nobody home. I went over. There was nobody home. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> one that i've been i sent out to everybody uh it's so long and involved i can't do it on the show but i've sent it to so many people uh about uh this the teenage girl who gets impregnated uh and her parents sit her down to talk about it and it's hilarious um anyway yeah so uh taylor swift and the the, con the conspiracy it started with uh vivek ramaswamy i think i don't know if it literally started with him but it was the first uh tweet i saw about it that uh, was suggesting there was some kind of um, uh, some kind of conspiracy involving Taylor Swift, Joe Biden, the NFL, and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and he was saying, "You watch, the Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl." Now, I have a hunch that Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. It's just me. Uh, I believe that uh, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback, definitely of this century. 
I, I think, well, I don't know, Tom Brady played in this century too. All right. That's a, a long debate. One of so two. did Doug Flutie, Ben. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Did Doug Flutie make it to the 21st century as a football um, player? Well, I, I think this so. is a great time to remind everyone that uh, Google searches for how to read <laughs> Roman numerals uh, quadruples by the hundreds. Uh, in in the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, which I, never fails to make me laugh. So the, the answer is I don't know. <laughs> okay. And I'm not even bothering looking it up. It's not worth it. Uh, but anyway, so I do believe Kansas City will win. And then at which case, at which point, Mag, I told you so. <laughs> okay. This, I mean, it's the same thing. It's, what, it's like what you were saying about the the resolution. You know, it's yeah. it's a shame. And this is why journalism is so important because we need people who are telling us. These are the facts. This is the truth that, that a shared reality that we all exist in together. And the right simply makes hay and, and puts a lot of points on the board, football reference, uh, when they distort that. And, yeah. you know, everyone having opinions about a resolution that they haven't read and, you know, saying that this, this conspiracy theory of, of, of Taylor Swift, it's kind of ridiculous to call it a conspiracy theory. People need jobs, yeah. um, um, and job numbers are up. So hey, that's great for for everyone. But uh, it, it it's just this this if you if you can't win, distort reality and create one where you did win. And I mean that's that's election denial in in a nutshell. And and what a phrase that is just parlance, you know, in our society now. You know, it's just this this idea of a shared reality where facts are all agreed on is. Um, I really hope we get that back, man. I really do. By the way, I'm not certain that uh, even the journalists who cover this read uh, the uh, uh, the resolution. Because if it took me, the great brilliant navigator of computers, uh, 10 minutes before I threw my hands up and said, Joanna! Of course, they probably all did the same thing. Joanna! <laughs> Send it to me, please. Heather uh, Sharon. Heather Sharon did. I think she read. I think she read it. All right, I know. I'm just teasing you, Chicago Journals. Of course, you read it uh, for reasons of your own. You chose not to link it in your stories. You know why you're thinking? Go, hey Ben. It took me five minutes to find it. I'm not just going to give it to you. Okay, go find it on your own. You're going to put themselves uh, out of a job, man. Yeah, they'll put themselves out of a job. By the way, the first resolution that uh, that passed in October on a voice vote uh, that was a resolution that essentially gave uh, blanket support to Israel to do whatever it had to do to defend itself. Uh, even though you can make a strong and compelling case that what they've been doing for the last three months is not a defense of themselves, not making them any safer than they were when they began. I'm just saying that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, that resolution, I couldn't find that one either. Uh, I, rem I remember that. I was struggling with it. Yeah, that's when I first was cursing the website. Uh, and I forget who sent it. I think Rosanna may have sent that one to me, Rosanna Rodriguez. Thank you, all the women, Rosanna Rodriguez. Uh, Rosanna, please. And um, she sent it to me. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm just going to assume that all working reporters in the city of Chicago read it as well. All right. Uh, one thing that Pat Whalen does, because the rest, so the rest of us won't have to do it, he does it every Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, except we're going to have a little breaking news here, not last Sunday, and he'll explain why, is to watch the weekend wrap up shows uh, and, uh, and, and then, uh, absorb the information and, and text me the compelling points so that I don't have to watch it. So thank you, uh, Pat, we pay him handsomely for that. Okay. Uh, for that service. Um, I presume that uh, one of the talking issues on Sunday will be Chicago passing, uh, the ceasefire resolution. This is my guess because it indicates a larger shift that the Democrats are finally recognizing in their political base. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a major issue in the upcoming presidential election. Oh, we've been talking about this for a while on our show. It takes the mainstream media a little while to catch up. And that is the fact uh, that lefties are through with Joe Biden because of this issue and are pledging not to vote for him. Uh, and furthermore, beyond lefties, the Arab American community uh, in this country feels very strongly about Biden's uh, political stance uh, in re relation to Israel and his open embrace of Netanyahu up until now. Uh, and we're seeing Biden shift slowly on that. 
uh, it's uh, to quote someone, I think it was Patrick J. Whalen. Uh, he's trying to turn the tanker around in the harbor, stealing your best lines. Uh, and, or the Red uh, Sea, whatever. Or the Red Sea. Uh, and so my guess is uh, that the Chicago re uh, resolution that passed was like a, a warning signal, if you will, among other things, was a warning signal to Joe Biden that this is a potent issue, that the left feels very strongly about it, that Arab Americans feel very strong about it, that Muslim Americans feel very strongly about it, uh, and that a lot of Jewish Americans feel very strongly about it. And so it's not that easy just to continue old policies of looking the other way uh, at the grievances and suffering of Palestinians in that region. Uh, that, that's my guess, and that's what's going on in the White House as we speak. Uh, and that will be discussed on Sunday. Your thoughts, Patrick J. Well, I definitely think it'll be mentioned, um, but I don't, I, you know, I, I doubt that they, you know, would have like Mayor Johnson on or something, you know, because if they really wanted to talk about the, the vote of Chicago, but I, I suspect that the national shows, um, another reference to Heather Sharon and Twitter, I'm afraid, is that she um, put out uh, that we are one of, I want to say seven cities that have passed resolutions uh, calling for a ceasefire or or something uh, equivalent to that. I don't know that they were all major cities or, or the size of Chicago, um, but I, I also kind of assume that the, the sanctions that that happened this week against what uh, four Israelis, I think, uh, in relation to the war by the Biden administration um, had to have been in the works well before Wednesday's city council meeting. Um, so you know, it's a bit of a chicken and the egg thing for me, but it's very clear this is a major, major issue um, and very much um, among young people. Uh, the, the the Pew Research numbers that came out uh, earlier this week were a little spooky, Ben. I think it was in the 70s for 18 to 24-year-olds that had to strongly disagree with uh, with President Biden doing a good job. I think they said do you agree that President Biden is doing a good job? And it's like, agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree. I think it was in the 70s for a very young and first-time voters, you know? And so when when people uh, of, of other generations will, will say, you know, <laughs> this is your choice is Trump or Biden, it, it feels increasingly, maybe not increasingly, but maybe more so in the past weeks, that people in that age range are saying, I disagree. I think there's a third choice, and that is just simply to sit it out and to, to protest by not voting at all. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying to me um, that, that, that you know, Winston Churchill, I think, said, you know, democracy is the worst form of government except for all the other ones. And they're making a good point that, uh, you know, a, a binary choice is technically not a choice at all. I absolutely understand Um but I, I, we, oh my God, it makes me sick to think about Donald Trump winning again. So I, I do think that, you know, the, the campaign and, and the White House and the president are, are understanding that this is a major issue. But, you know, Israel is, is a major, major ally in the region. This is just a very difficult geopolitical position. Um, and so I, I understand that it's remarkably complicated, but, you know, with, this has always been about Iran. We've talked about this before. Um, you know, this all leads back to Iran, and it just kind of feels like everything else is just a precursor to dealing with Iran and or Russia uh, in, in a fight for resources in, in the geopolitical region, uh, because you start pulling Yemen into things and like, you know, what was it? Pakistan did a missile strike in Iran and back and forth. They were throwing missiles at each other. I mean, that stopped me in my tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, this is this is all part of the election. Um, but, you know, people are, are viewing it through their own narrow experience. And obviously, the White House doesn't really have that option, do they? They have to view everything holistically. So how, how they handle this is really going to be something I'm, I'm watching closely. And I, I November uh, can take its time getting here, in my humble opinion. I'm oh, in no it, rush to get to that election. Yeah, no, a lot will happen between now, now and then uh, that changed the way. Uh, a lot of people view the world. That is for certain. Uh, all right. What uh, do you just expect to be discussed uh, this Sunday? Sorry, I was muted. Uh, so uh, as as you mentioned, Ben, I was not able to participate 
uh, last Sunday. Uh, listeners to your show will be overjoyed to hear that Waylon booked another gig. So I was I was on set on uh, on Sunday uh, Sunday morning, which is typically meet the press time. You know, listeners know I go to church to meet the press, face the nation. And this week with George Stephanopoulos. But I was on set for uh, what I can say is an old national bank commercial. I can't get much more specific than that, but I will just tell you, you don't want a young national bank, Ben. You know, you want a bank that, that's been around the block and, and, know, and knows its way around. So you want an old national bank. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. So all that to say, go me. And I didn't watch the shows last weekend, so I was a little bit out of my element. Um, but this weekend, what I think is going to happen is you're going to have uh, what? what's this? Who's the gaunt redhead gentleman in the Senate? Is that Tillis? What's his name? You know what I'm talking about? He kind of looks like a scarecrow. He's a redhead. Cotton? From Cotton? Huh? Tom it, Cotton? No, no. no. Oh, God almighty. Uh, <laughs> gaunt, isn't he? But go ahead. Yeah. McCarthy Cotton. It is. You know, I mean, there are a lot of gaunt Southern gentlemen in, in, in Congress, aren't there? Uh, but this is a, a senator who has been working uh, on this uh you know, basically the, the debt limit, you know, what, what, what they're trying to do is to figure out Ukraine, Israel and immigration, who's going to pay for it and how, how much to this, how much to that. And it's just a big old Gordian knot, man. We need someone to, uh, to, to, to cut that sucker in half. And I think that's going to be a big part of what uh, they, they discuss on, on Sunday. So I think they're going to have uh, folks from either side in to say what the heck is going on because Schumer said earlier this week they got they got a bill but no one's no one's showing it you know so it's a little like the city clerk's website there is a bill out there but I, I haven't seen it yet <laughs> yeah it's like I think there's a pattern here when you when you want the best way to conceal a bill uh, that you're supposed to reveal is to put it on the clerk's website that is just how you go about it <laughs> And the only people who know how to operate it are Patrick J. Whalen and the aforementioned Joanna. They're the only <laughs> ones with the secret hand. <laughs> but that transparency, as long as Joanna can find it and Pat Whalen can find it. Uh, I believe you're alluding to Tom Tillis. Is that who you're talking about? The, um, is it Tillis? The, yeah, Tillis the is from North Senate. Carolina. He's a Republican. Here's Does he have red hair? I don't think he has. I think he's gray hair. I'm doing this off memory, but whatever. It's no reason. Anyway, uh, but you, oh my God! So you think they're going to have Tom Tillis discussing budget matters? Uh, and so, well, no, I think they're going to ask him questions about budget matters, and he's not going to say a damn thing. I think what they're going to say is, uh, "How's it going?" And he's going to be like, "Well, you know, life is good." And they're going to be like, "So how's the bill?" And he'll be like, "Well, you know, nice day today. It might rain later." And they'll be like, "So you guys have a deal or what?" And he's going to be like, "You know." Life is complicated, man. You know, things happen. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. You know, it's going to be one of those, I think. No, there's, yeah, that's tough, that's tough to watch. And it depends who does it, too. You know, if it's Kristen Welker on Meet the Press, she's going to be like, okay, moving on. And Margaret <laughs> Brennan's going to be like, I asked you a damn question and you are going to answer it. <laughs> so it, it kind of depends. You know what? I'd like to see Margaret Brennan. Here's a challenge. Okay, Margaret Brennan, you think you're so good at insisting? Let's see you get a straight answer out of Tony Preckwinkle. Okay, let's see if get a straight. Tony Preckwinkle is first class at not answering a question. And she doesn't care. She doesn't care if it's obvious. You know, Tony Preckwinkle is the sun out now. I've always loved uh, the Bulls. Uh, I think uh, that Jerry Krause uh, doesn't get the respect he deserves. I know, I know, I know, but is the sun out? Uh, and furthermore, I'm a big Blackhawks fan. And here come the Hawks. Uh, I could see Margaret Brennan. Yeah, try that, Margaret Brennan. Yeah, you got it easy with Tillis. Try Tony Preckwinkle, huh? This is this is most congressional stuff, and and they're not going to answer the question. You know why? Is because. Uh, the White House is negotiating behind the scenes on on immigration, and not you know I, I I'll, I'll make a distinction here uh, for for your for your listeners. It's something I really pay attention to in this whole budgetary thing with Congress is there is a difference between immigration and border security. The distinction between these two things is very important to keep track of. The Republicans are not working on immigration. They're working on border security. They don't want these people to come in. They want to change the way that the, the people are processed. Uh, Greg Abbott, uh, was it last week or the week before, said, we're doing every, this is a direct quote. 
from the governor of Texas. Says we're doing everything but shooting people because the Biden administration would charge us with murder. That that's how it works. Yeah. Last time I checked, if you shoot someone, uh, you're 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 going to be in trouble for that, especially if you're a governor. But, you know, the rhetoric is just really gross. So what's going on behind the scenes? You know, you don't want to see how sausage is made. You don't want to see how legislation is made. That's that's what people always say. But that that's the hot topic right now. Everybody's waiting. You know, everybody's waiting for this thing to come through. What What's going on? What What's he will? You know, he's talking about um, negotiating with the Republicans on uh, C4 powers, I think. He was going to give local entities more power with the ability to, to detain and um, export. I don't know what you'd say. Um, but uh, th- th- this this deal, it's just been a long time coming, man. And like like we said, Ukraine funding is wrapped up in this. Funding in general is wrapped up in this. Yeah. And they're not going to play ball until they work out a deal. Yeah, and, and uh, Trump, uh, who uh, is the leader of the Republican Party, the leader of MAGA, which controls the Republican Party, has uh, commanded uh, his Republican uh, congressmen and senators not to sign on to any deal that could in any way uh, help Joe Biden. He's commanded and, them. And, yeah. and that's what's, and you know, that wouldn't really, that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, uh, you know, be bad to me. But why, why it really strikes me as bad is because, well, obviously, you know, Romney is not, is willing to come out and say that this is terrible and, you know, it's unconscionable. It's like, I think, lovely Mitt is just probably the only person left who's saying, this is unconscionable. It's like, where have you been, bro? Like, has this <laughs> been unconscionable? Um, but he said specifically that, that Trump is calling people and telling them to stop it so that it will pass under his administration and he gets the credit. It's a little bit of, uh, you know, the, the Iran hostage uh, re- reliving that situation with Carter and Reagan. Um, yeah. But uh, McConnell came out and said, he said something to the effect of this isn't happening because Trump has the ball here. He, he's got the power. Yeah. And when Mitch McConnell, who is the biggest Russia hawk in Congress by a country mile, says yeah. that we are not going to pass this because Trump has the ball, that gave me pause. That made yeah. that's that's a little spooky. Yeah, Trump controls things in the Republican Party, no doubt about it. Uh, a little shameless promotion on my end. Uh, I did a conversation with the great Steve Kraft, a uh, longtime political reporter in Arizona. We're talking about Arizona politics, politics of immigration. Uh, and uh, Pat, he went on a great riff about how people in Arizona are completely hypocritical in their everyday life about immigration. Uh, if you if you ask them about it politically, they go close down the borders. Uh, but then in reality, uh, the immigrants who are not citizens, they are a huge part of the Arizona economy doing absolutely everything from, you know, uh, daycare uh, for you know, children, daycare, to mowing lawns, gardening work, working in restaurants, et cetera, and so forth. And I go, that's uh, hypocrisy. Can you point that out? And then he said, and I'm doing this from uh, memory, I see no political advantage uh, to pointing out the truth. And ain't that the truth? That was a great line from Steve Kraft. Wise man, young Steve Kraft. I see no political advantage to pointing out the truth. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, they, they're telling you, uh, that they're not what they're going to do. I and mean, then the reasons that they will cite when they go on the show on Sunday will be different. In other words, they're not going to pass a bill because Trump told them not to, uh, but they'll come up with some excuse on Sunday. Well, th- that's why I'm so focused on uh, the redhead. And, you know, my apologies to him and his staff. I can't remember what the hell your name is, but thank you for your service. Um, b- because he's upset with this political reality because he's been working for months on this deal. And now they're going to say, well, you can't pass it. And he's put his blood, sweat and tears into this thing. I I think, I think he still wants to get it done. And yeah, it is true for every one person out there willing to tell you the truth or someone else who will tell you what you want to hear in exchange for your vote. But um, the rubber is going to meet the road eventually. And um, I I increasingly think that as uh, you know, the, the boomer generation uh, ages, we're, we're going to, we're going to have, need for a, a lot of labor, a, a big labor force. And a lot of folks aren't going to school for the types of labor um, that, that we're going to need in the future. And it's certainly not to say that we should just saddle immigrants with all the jobs that we don't want. But but the fact is, if no one else will do them, I mean, this is just the oldest talking point in the book where immigrants are such a large part of our workforce. And if we just stop them, what are we going to do? And this comes from a scarcity mindset. People are afraid 
that if we let more people into the country, that there won't be enough for everyone. And it's just not true. It's just not true. As Joe Biden would say, we're the United States of America. (laughs) We can figure it out, man. We can walk and chew gum. All right, wait. I want you right now to uh, do both sides of a conversation between President Joe Biden and Alderman Nick Spazzato talking about who's going to win the Super Bowl. Go. <laughs> Nick, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the last century. He's going to bring it home. He's going to win. Why, well, I tell you, Joe, uh, Mr. President, you know, I like you a long time. Uh, big fan of your work. I like what you're doing. You know, every time I call, you pick up the phone, and I like that. I, you know, I'm sorry I bug you all the time, but I got to disagree with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the other team's going to win, but I, I can't remember who that is because the guy doing my impression right now is a Bills fan, so he stopped watching the football uh, after they lost. So it's some other team that I think is going to win instead. Oh, God. Well done. The studio audience is going crazy. Uh, by the way, uh, just to show you how nimble I am with uh, social media and computers, uh, it's really confounding me. Like, who is this redheaded Republican senator that you're alluding to? Uh, or is it just a figment of your imagination? Maybe he doesn't have red hair. Maybe the color in your TV is wrong. So I Googled redheaded Republican senator. Okay? That's research, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Joanna, I'm a maestro and master of social media and the Internet. So uh, here's what Google had to say. Not many results contain, <laughs> contain headed. Search only for red-headed Republicans. Google, you're worthless. <laughs> you're as bad as the, <laughs> as the uh, clerk's website. And then there's a picture of Joe Kennedy III, who is neither a Republican nor a senator, but he does have red hair. I mean, Google... James Lankford is that Lankford? That's Lankford. Oh my God! Google your genius. Does Lankford have red hair? Yes. Now he does have a lot of gray as well, but he's he's getting older. I think he's one of the younger. Take it all back. You should run the clerk's website, Google. That's unbelievable. They 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 didn't. They just said Lankford was the second one, and um, wow, I got to give you credit there. So James Lankford, ladies and gentlemen. He's he's been negotiating behind the scenes on behalf of the Republicans. He's been trying to keep everything together uh, while Mike Johnson, again, plays with his Legos in his office. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, uh, I, I think what also might happen is uh, cybersecurity might be uh, an issue on Sunday, Ben. Christopher Wray had the FBI testified in front of Congress this week, ringing the alarm on uh, our specifically our water infrastructure. Uh, but, you know, all types of infrastructure are uh, vulnerable to these types of uh, cyber attacks. And I don't know if you saw, but yesterday or the day before, actually, Lurie's Children's Hospital, downtown Chicago, shut down all of their phone, their email, um, all of their uh, internet connected systems. They just unplugged the whole shebang. And I have it on good authority from someone who works there that a lot of the younger doctors, uh, you know, hadn't been using whiteboards when they went to med school. You know, they were using iPads and they've been trained on technology. And so the older doctors are having to show them the ropes in terms of, you know, using the intercom and like, you know, going down to radiology to see x-rays and this and that. So, you know, the cybersecurity thing is a, a very, very, very important issue. Um, and Christopher Ray went in front of Congress and said, we're, we're in a bad way right now. We need to look at this. So I think that's going to be brought up on Sunday as well. Well, I missed that story. Young doctors. I, I, that's, that's right up my alley. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I like just imagine if a young doctor had to rely on a rotary telephone right. to save of a patient. I'm flummoxed. I don't know what to do. Quick, call that old guy who has his show and he's in his attic. <laughs> It'll help me. I need a screenshot on a rotary phone. <laughs> I know all about rotary phones, Joanna. Okay. I may not know the clerk's website, but man, can I use a rotary phone? It's, it, I just, I don't know, just the arrogance of the young people. Ben, you're such a boomer. <laughs> you can't use this. All right, anyway, no. All right, very good, young man. We've run out of time. Anything you want to promote before I let you go? Uh, the Pat Whalen Show, is anything planned? Any- we are, we're, we're coming back strong, and uh, it looks like either late February or early March. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about the uh, March 19th, uh, you know, primaries, and obviously there are uh, – 
issues on the ballot that uh, Chicagoans will be voted on related to housing and things of that nature. So we're going to be diving into that stuff. But just uh, hang loose, stay tuned, watch my Instagram for more information, and or I'll come back on and promote it here uh, on, on this show. Yeah. Wait, time out. Your Instagram? You're not promoting your Twitter little feed? You love Twitter so much? No? I, I just, I, I, I won't promote my Twitter because I, I know I am known as someone who tweets way too much. And I, I think my uh, my suggestion to my followers who think I tweet uh, too much would be uh, go to Blue Sky. You know, you can just, you're, you're welcome to unfollow uh, anytime. But uh, I, I'll, I'm more of a, a retweeter than a tweeter, Ben, to be honest. But yeah, on both platforms, I am at the Pat Whalen, T H E P A T W H A L E N. No J. No J. Yeah. No J. That's just a gag Ben came up with. I don't know why I did. But like, like when I refer to myself in the third person, Ben came up with it. Uh, and <laughs> But yeah, no, um, there's no J. I don't know why I say it, but I just love Patrick J. Whalen. All right. Very good, young man. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Get definitely to promote that show wherever it is, whatever you figure it out. Uh, talk politics and all the good stuff gets more Nick Spazzato imitations. Uh, and uh, so carry on. Have a great day. Also, thank producer uh, Chris. He does an outstanding job. You know what we say, Pat. Hey, producer Chris, give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love. And remember, you can always stay updated on what's going on with Ben Jarofsky at ChicagoReader.com. You'll find columns, bonus interviews, and so much more. And if you want to follow Ben on Instagram, that's easy, at Benny J Show. And then don't forget, after that, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow The Ben Jarofsky Show on your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.